Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word for the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, December the 7th, 2023. Um, it's Pearl Harbor Day, right? December 7th or December 6th? Um, it's the first week of Advent, Thursday, the first week of Advent. <clears throat> and so we are continuing our readings through um, this season, we read uh, one short passage from the Old Testament, a passage, short passage from the Epistles, and one from the Gospels. Yeah, it is uh, Pearl Harbor Day. Um, so, yeah. Um, so let's jump in. Thanks for being a part uh, of the podcast of this um, these Advent readings. You guys are awesome. Um, hopefully it's helping to center and ground your, um, festivities, holiday celebrations and activities in, uh, with a spiritual component grounded in Christ and uh, Advent is, I love Advent. I've, I've always loved, even before I really felt, knew much about the Christian calendar, I loved, uh, Advent. And the idea of walking through the story again, leading up to the coming of Jesus. And so that journey takes us to the Old Testament prophets who were looking forward to the coming of Jesus, uh, the coming of Messiah, uh, and who would never, of course, see it in their lifetime, but they could, in a sense, see it, right? They could, they had a, a vision. Uh, God gave them a sense of what would happen, and they shared it with the world. All right, so our first reading is uh, Isaiah chapter 2, verses 5 through 22. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. It's a good thing to remember when you see all the Christmas lights, right? Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. It's a good reminder. You, Lord, have abandoned your people, the descendants of Jacob. Hmm. So the prophet is expressing just frustration, disappointment. Um, God, where have you gone? Where have you been? Um, and that's, you know, disappointment, um, honesty, was a part of the prophetic experience. They expressed what people were feeling. Who hasn't felt like They've been abandoned by God. I mean, let's keep it real. You know, you go through a hard time. You've prayed for something a bazillion times. And I think we've all had moments in our lives. Um, they're like, God, where are you? Well, the prophet is just expressing what every other human who's walked with God has maybe asked. Even Jesus on the cross, right? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
You, Lord, have abandoned your people, the descendants of Jacob. They are full of superstitions from the east. They practice divination like the Philistines and embrace pagan customs. They look just like the world, basically, right? Your people, they look just like the world. There's no uh, notable difference. Their land is full of silver and gold. Silver and gold. Silver and gold. That's from the Rudolph show. <laughs> um, their land is full of silver and gold. There is no end to their treasure. So they got, they got material goods. They got material blessings. Um, but but they're, there's no relationship with you, Lord. They're, they've just chased after all these other foreign gods. Um, their land is full of horses. There is no end to their chariots, so they have a strong military. Their land is full of idols. They bow down to the work of their hands, to what their fingers have made. And you could say that about America, right? I mean, there's no end to the tons of money, strong military. But there's people worship everything but God. They embrace uh, the pagan customs, <clears throat> superstitions of the of the world. <clears throat> Verse eight: Their land is full of idols. They bow down to the work of their hands, what their fingers have made. So people will brought, be brought low, and everyone humbled. Do not forgive them. Wow. The prophet's like, don't forgive them. Don't ever forget what they've done. Go into the rocks. Hide in the ground from the fearful presence of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. Hmm. I love that phrase, the splendor of his majesty. The eyes of the arrogant will be humbled and human pride brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day, the day of the Lord, the day of his coming. The Lord Almighty has a day in store for all the proud and lofty, for all that is exalted, and they will be humbled. For all the cedars in Lebanon, tall and lofty, and all the oaks in Bashan, for all the towering mountains and all the high hills, for every lofty tower and every fortified wall, for every trading ship and every stately vessel, the arrogance of man will be brought low, hmm. and the pride and the and human pride humbled. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day, and the idols will totally disappear. Wow! Wow! So everything that is uh, that man has placed their security in will be revealed for what it is, that it is ultimately uh, incapable of providing ultimate security. Everything people have put their hope in will be revealed for what it is, that it's, uh, it's, it's like vapor in the wind. And arrogance, the arrogance of, of man who, and uh, in their self-righteousness uh, will be um, brought low. 
People will flee to caves in the rocks and holes in the ground from the fearful presence of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty when he rises to shake the earth. In that, in that day, people will throw away will throw away to the moles and bats their idols of silver and idols of gold, which they made to worship. Hmm. They flee to caverns in the rocks and to the overhangings, overhanging crags from the fearful presence of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. There it is again. When he rises to shake the earth. You think about this idea of clinging to idols, and there's a certain sadness in this picture, right? Like, God's going to come and make things right. Sort of this kind of a view of almost Jesus' second coming, uh, the one we're waiting for. But there's certain um, there's a certain sadness if you step back and look at this um, of people who have put their hope in something but then must but then realize that everything that they've been putting their hope in is uh is a lie. I mean, don't you can't you kind of feel that? Like the like I've clung to my money or I clung to my power, or I clung to the religious the religions of the world. And one day they you're going to have they're going to have to throw those things down. And what a what a sadness to realize what you've uh, grasped, tried to grasp and hold on to uh, is meaningless in light of the splendor of his majesty. Verse 22, stop trusting in mere humans who have but a breath in their nostrils. Why hold them in esteem? Prophet ancient prophet was trying to wake people up to even then that you know the lord is going to come the lord is going to come and set things right stop clinging to worthless idols stop clinging to your to uh people and uh, you know being arrogant and boastful and prideful hmm. stop looking just like the world all right, over, let's jump over to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, um, 1 through 13. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome on the podcast. Welcome on YouTube. Great to have you guys on. Those of you that are watching, uh, follow the link from Facebook. Good morning or afternoon, whenever you're watching this. Welcome. 1 Thessalonians 3. So when we could stand it no longer, by, uh, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. This is Paul writing. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. For you know quite well that we are destined for them. Hmm. Destined for trials. Every single one of us. We're all going to face trials, right? And in, in, there's a sense we were destined. We're destined for them. <laughs> in fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted, and it turned out that way, as you well know. So we told you we were going to be persecuted, and yep, you saw that it happened. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter 
had tempted you and that our labors might have been in vain. Hmm. So Tim, uh, Paul is concerned about the spiritual vitality of the Thessalonians. And you wonder, like, do you, maybe he thought that, was concerned that even his own persecution would cause the Thessalonians to begin, become discouraged. And he was like, I want to I want to make sure your faith was still strong, that, that my persecution, my hardship, and maybe even the hardships that you're enduring are not causing you to call into question the validity of your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labors might have been in vain. But Timothy has just now come up, come, come us, come to us from you, and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us, and that you long to see us, just as we long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now, we really live, since you are standing firm in the Lord. Hmm. You can sense the uh, joy that that brings the Apostle Paul to know that people that he's shared the gospel with, that he's discipled, that he's poured into, that they're living their faith, and that even persecution and trials, though maybe disheartening at times, is not causing them to lose their faith. Uh, it's not causing them to turn their back on Jesus. Um, he says, now we really live. That's really, that's, we we. Ex we experience a fullness of joy knowing that you're walking with the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. I think about this like at the holidays, right? Like family members will reunite. Isn't it super encouraging when you see a family member? Um that is a believer, and hopefully you have other believers in your family. Um, but you see them like thriving and growing in the Lord and loving Jesus. Uh, I, Christy, and I went to Charlotte, um, where my daughter and son-in-law live, to see their place back in October, and. Um, I had a moment like that. I had a moment like that. It was such a joke. Because, like, you know, they we don't see them a lot. We see them a couple times a year, two, three times a year, probably. Um, and uh, we went to church with them on Sunday, and, you know, we just followed along. We didn't, you know, we didn't, like, we weren't, like, you're going to bring your Bible? You're going to do this? Or, I mean, no, it's just going to go to church with you. But what was cool was... Well, was the uh, probably the highlight, you know, took a lot of pictures, but my favorite picture was a picture I snapped when we were in worship, and it was both of them um, with their Bibles open on their laps in church, you know, making notes and listening to the pastor, and, and um, it just was a blessing to see them take such a active... Um, such initiative in their own spiritual lives, um, and so I can I can resonate with um, Paul when he thinks about the church that um, is growing and it, they're 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 continuing to 
be steadfast in their faith. And he says, now we're really living. <laughs> and in that moment, when I saw them like Bibles open on their laps, now like, and I'm not talking about like the electronic Bible, I'm not talking about like the iPhone, I'm talking about like, like this. <laughs> Real Bibles. <laughs> not them old fake kind. <laughs> not them old fancy dancy digital, digital Bibles. I use those too, by the way. But no, they had they had a little paper Bible, you know, like Jesus carried. <laughs> you know, paper Bible like Jesus. And no, man, I would think that was a that was a blessing. That was a blessing to look over down the pew and see them with Bible open, which means what? They carried their Bibles to church. They went to learn. They went intentional. They went as seekers. They were uh, actively tending to their faith, man. What a blessing. I don't know if, if there is a greater joy for a parent than to see their kids like taking initiative in their faith and growing and, and, um, yeah, it's just taking, making it their own and, and like really going after it. Hmm. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. So just, just as ours does for you, may he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in his presence, in the presence of our God and Father, when the Lord Jesus comes with all his holy angels. Mm. See, Paul is pointing to the same thing the ancient prophet was pointing to. The ancient prophet Isaiah was pointing to the day when Messiah would come and make it right. And here, Paul, too, is saying, Jesus is going to come back and be ready for that glorious appearing. Yeah, so my point was with the other is just I hope I hope you experienced that in your life, too, and have, is to, to see your family members or could be a kid, could be a child, but maybe a cousin or an aunt or uncle, be just who... Um, when you see them, you see that they their faith has grown, that they are thriving, that they're doing well despite perhaps hardships or setbacks. There's no greater joy. There's just a that's a special joy. That's a that's a gift. I mean, it really is. And we pray for all of our kids, right? I mean, know some of us may have kids that aren't really following Jesus or aren't really active in their faith, like actively pursuing the heart of God. And, you know, there's a, there's a grief that comes with that. And so we pray, we pray earnestly that, um, that there would be a breakthrough this year, that they would um, start that um, walk with Jesus more, uh, more intentionally. All right, let's jump over to the Gospels. Um, Luke chapter 20. Again, I have to look closely because these are it's a little print and my 20, 27 through 40. Um, yeah, it is a blessing. No greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. That's the truth, man. Amen. Luke chapter 20, verse 27. Jesus, uh, well, this is a. Uh, a glimpse, a clip from the life of Jesus. Some of the Sadducees 
who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for, wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise, uh, must, must raise the offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second one, and then the third, married her. And in the same way, the seventh died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Yeah, because she has seven husbands. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Since the seven were married to her. So, Sadducees are trying to trip. First of all, Sadducees don't believe in a resurrection. So they're trying to trap Jesus with this hypothetical that, you know, the resurrection is so foolish. I'm going to give you an example. If, if this woman is married to this man and he dies and then you know, she goes through seven different brothers, so whose wife is she in the resurrection? How is that going to work? Um, because the Sadducees, again, did not believe in the resurrection. Pharisees did, and of course Jesus did, but the uh, Sadducees did not. Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking, in the, taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. And they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. Hmm. They are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. Wow. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise, for he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of J Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Hmm. So in Moses saying he God of Isaac, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, he's not, he's saying, um, He's assuming these patriarchs are alive. He's not saying in um, the God who what once was with a man. It's not a past tense thing. It's a present tense thing. Some of the teachers of the law responded, well said, teacher, and no one dared ask him any more questions. Jesus is affirming the reality of the resurrection, that um, not only when we die here do we, um, will we be with the Lord, but one day he's going to bring it all to a close and we will, and everyone will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and uh, we will be with him forever and ever, like, like Candle's Messiah. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Um, it's good to know that Jesus Jesus <laughs> affirmed the resurrection. Now get this: this is not just talking. This is not so. There's the resurrection of Jesus. You know, he he died and rose again, but then eventually Jesus what ascended to the Father, and that's the experience that they're talking about. It's not just the coming back to life, not the coming back to life thing. It's the eternal, permanent um, uh, living and abiding in the presence of God. 
Um, so Advent is a reminder of that. You say, what does all this have to do with Advent? It all has. It is all part of the same story. <laughs> it is one continual story. It is a story of Jesus' coming. Um, the first time, it's the it's the story. It's the it's the promise of eternal life with God, um, and it's a it's the story that one day He will return to this earth a second time and make things permanently right, and we will forever be with the Lord. It's hmm. awesome. All right, you guys, let's pray. Thank you so much for being on today, Lord. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for the promise of and hope of eternal life. Thank you for the joy. Uh, of seeing people that we know and love walk and grow in their relationship with you. Oh, man, what a gift, Lord. Thank you so much for that. And I pray for those of us who have loved ones who aren't there. They aren't walking with the Lord. They aren't, and it, it concerns us because they're clinging to idols and to things that won't last. And there's a sadness in seeing people cling to things that is not true and things that are not true. So God, help us to be a good witness. I pray for breakthrough in people's lives, that they see you. I pray at this holiday season, there would be a great incoming into the kingdom of souls who are far from you. And Lord, may we as laborers in your field um, be used by you to bring people into that kingdom. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends today. May you encourage and strengthen and bless each one of them. Thank you, Lord, for the promise of not only joy in this life, but unspeakable, eternal joy with you forever, all because of Advent. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you guys so much for being on today. You guys are the best. Thanks for uh, spending some time in prayer and in the Word today. I hope these Advent readings have and prayer have been encouraging to you. Let's see. You guys are awesome. You guys on the podcast, thanks for taking time to listen. You guys have a great week, great weekend. We'll be back at it on Monday um, with Advent Week 2. Hope you're in worship this Sunday. Make it a priority, guys, to be in worship in your local church, lifting up the name of Jesus. And um, we'll be doing starting our week two readings next week. Have a fantastic day. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.